Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Elaine Roman, a estate planning attorney in Florida. We're going to talk about his incredible background and some amazing ways to protect yourself and your business. Elaine, thanks so much for joining us. No, thank you, Seth. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. Um, You got started, you know, you were born in Havana, Cuba, can you talk a little bit about your journey, not only to the area of law you're in, but let's get started with your journey to the United States. Of course. Um, I got out of Cuba when I was eight years old. Uh, very small. Um, my family, we went to Dominican Republic after that. We spent about three years there. Uh, so I've been in the United States since I'm 12, living in Miami all, all the time. You know, it's, uh, I feel like I, be, I visited a lot of cities in the United States. But there's nothing like Miami. Uh, I feel like I have to say that. And, uh, you know, went to middle school, high school, did everything here, went to FIU, uh, graduated uh, political science degree. And after I graduated from college, I did a little bit of financial advising. I, I got some licenses to sell life insurance and I worked for State Farm and a small agency. Uh, and that got me into working with, uh, you know, elderly folk, helping them, you know, manage. Uh, some of their assets or talking about money and talking about business, uh, protecting the family. Uh, that led me to apply to St. Thomas School of Law. I went to St. Thomas here in Miami. That took about three years. I was unfortunate, uh, fortunate enough to graduate second in my class. Wow. And that uh, gave me the opportunity to go to NYU, uh, New York, and get a master's in tax. That took another year, but NYU is a top law school for, for tax in the United States. Okay, so that's an incredible journey, and I'm sure if there is the longer version could be in a book somewhere if it, it isn't could. already. Um, and now, obviously, there probably aren't as many attorneys in your field that also have a master's in tax. What inspired you to get the master's in tax? I had a professor in law school that he was very practical when he taught us uh, like tax-related matters. I I obtained a tax certificate. And that just means I took like a couple of courses in tax. And, you know, uh, that led me to, to, to see all the strategies that it was uh, eventually going to teach us on how to reduce your tax liability, you know, how to put more money into your pocket. So that way, you know, at the end of the year or whatnot, you're finding your taxes. Uh, you know, you're not giving all of it to Uncle Sam. 
which obviously everybody wants to keep more of their hard-earned money. So talk a little bit about your kind of combination, because not only are you an estate planning attorney, but you have the master's in tax. So talk a little bit about kind of how those come together in serving your business owner clients. Of course. So a lot of it comes down to the estate tax. Um, here in the United States, uh, especially for domestic individuals, for high net worth individuals, right now the, the law is 11 million plus inflation. That means that if your state, meaning everything you own, all your net worth in the United States and around the world, is over 11 million dollars, 11.6 right now with the inflation, the United States charges you a tax over 40% of any everything over 11.6. There's some additional rules, like if you're like if you're married, you can use your spouses also 11.6 to basically combine them together. But for a lot of high net worth clients, the goal is to reduce the number that we're gonna pay in taxes uh, at the end of the day. So if somebody's worth $30 million and they do no planning at all, they're paying tax on almost $19 million. And 19 and 40% of $19 million could be a lot of money. It could make the 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 heirs, the beneficiaries of that person uh, eventually have to sell the business or have to sell a bunch of assets in order for them to be actually be able to, to pay the tax. So the IRS is not waiting for that money. And so, yep, keep going. Well, sorry. And the second way that I usually help is usually when I help a lot of my clients uh, create businesses, especially here in Florida. Uh, you know, we use the, the tax uh, knowledge in order to decide which company is going to be best, uh, what tax election to make on those companies, uh, depending on the type of business that the client wants to make. And based on all the circumstances, all the factors that we take into consideration, then we'll make some recommendations to the client and see, look, an next election is going to be good here, or you're just investing in real estate, you know, let's keep it how you are. Maybe it's a partnership, maybe it's a sole proprietor. It depends on what company we are, we end up creating. All right. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see your business owners making when it comes to reducing their taxes or planning their estate that you're helping them fix? Of course. At the end of the day, I think the, the biggest mistake is waiting, waiting too long. Um, a lot of people just feel that, oh, I'll get to the state planning when, you know, when I'm dying or when I'm old and that, you know, that is the last thing, but actually working with a state planner, uh, it doesn't, regardless of what state you are, you know, I'm only, I mean, I practice in Florida. I'm only licensed to practice in Florida unless it's something that is federal, but every state has different laws as far as state planning is related. And also as far as, as asset protection is related. Uh, some uh, states have more favorable laws regarding companies or regarding your state plan or asset protection that your state planner can guide you to in order to protect your business in the case of a lawsuit, in the case of death, uh, in the case of uh, a bad partnership, you know, a partnership going wrong. You know, all those things that, that, that you might not think that have some state planning implications, you know, might have actually state planning indications. And the, the earlier we start, the better it's going to be because, you know, a lot of the strategies that we use for state planning, sometimes it, they take a few years in order to implement. It's not something that we do, uh, you know, we meet one day and the next week we already have your state planning in place. Sometimes, you know, it takes years, like for some gifting strategies uh, to take place. You know, it might take 10, 15 years in order to reduce your state with one of those uh, strategies. 
Absolutely. Talk a little bit about how you're helping uh, folks avoid the high cost and length of time in terms of probate. Okay, in probate, we have many different options. Uh, in Florida, uh, I think one of the main strategies to use to avoid probate is creating trust. I'm 100% I'm sure that every state has some type of trust mechanism in order to avoid probate. From my understanding, Florida is one of the most expensive and the most um, one of the most lengthiest probate process, but I believe California is even worse than Florida uh, from what I heard from some of my colleagues over there in California, uh, especially dealing with the, you know, with the state tax and, and all those things that they have over there. But, you know, the first thing that we want to do is, in, in, especially in Florida, when I talk about a lot about a lot of what I'm going to say is Florida related, because unfortunately I cannot do any legal advice in other states because I'm li not licensed, but always talk to your professional in the state that you live in. And I'm pretty sure that they can advise you as to your state. But a lot of this is very general and most states have, have pretty much a similar laws. But we want to create, just get the, get the property out of your name. That's the main thing in probate. Uh, usually probate, the way it works, if something is titled under your name, so let's say your home, your primary home, or the business is under your name solely, or you have some asset that is solely titled under your name over somebody else that's done, that's done not have a beneficiary, then it's going to go through probate. For a lot of folks, usually the easiest thing to do is to add a beneficiary to your bank account, add a beneficiary to your investment account. You can go to your life insurance, add a beneficiary. You can go to your IRA, individual retirement account, add a beneficiary. That is what we call a contractual relationship, meaning that the bank, the financial institution will give the money to whoever you designate as that beneficiary. The strategy is there um, in order for the beneficiary not to get to receive the money right away, but that is the number one thing to avoid probate. And you will be amazed, uh, Seth, how many people forget to list their beneficiaries under the bank account, under their investment account. And then we have to go through probate, you know, pay the attorney like myself 3% of the assets a lot of the time or an hourly fee in order to recover those funds when a simple planning could have avoided that. And the second thing is create a trust. The way we take things out of your name is creating a revocable trust. The revocable trust allows you to nominate a trustee, somebody else to administer. During your life, you're probably going to be your own trustee. You're going to be administering your own money, your own fund, your own trust. You're going to have 100% control. You don't have to give any uh, notices or nothing to your beneficiaries. They cannot control what you do. So uh, that's a lot of fears that a lot of my clients have. Oh, if I create a trust, do I need to tell my kids? Do, do my kids need to consent? in order for me to do to sell the property so we're not not under under a revocable trust for clients that have a, that are a little bit more wealthier and we're worried about the state tax you know then for those clients we might create irrevocable trust uh the main difference is that once you create an irrevocable trust is basically you can no longer change it on except certain circumstances but for the common folk especially somebody that has less than 11 million at this point we're creating a lot of revocable trust in order to help those people. Absolutely. And I would imagine the majority of our listeners are probably falling under that $11 million cap. Now, when you talk about taxation, not just from an estate planning perspective, I know that you've kind of said that 
a lot of times accountants report what has already happened. How does um, your advanced training and education allow you to help kind of predict the future and say, here's the changes we need to make in advance to reduce that tax bill? Of course. Uh, the one main thing, going back to the estate tax, which is what I'm uh, most specialized on, that $11 million figure that I throw out, that's supposed to change in 2025. So that, that was based on the 2017, uh, 2017 uh, TCGA, you know, the acronyms for the tax job and forgot the, uh, the other two words. But basically that's gonna keep the state tax uh, at 11 million, 11.6 with inflation at this point until 2025. We don't know what's gonna happen. We don't know what the current administration is gonna do. Uh, I seen numbers thrown out as low as $3 million uh by the biden administration uh we're hoping and we're expecting at least the number to go back to what it was before which is five million uh plus inflation uh hopefully you know depending on who's in power in congress you know we don't know whether it's going to be republicans or democrats uh that's going to change but we're preparing for a lot of our clients so if you fall anywhere between that five and eleven million dollar estate you should definitely talk to a state planner and the other way is planning for, you know, if you're going to sell a business or if you're going to do gifting, gifting strategies or give away some of your properties, you know, you want to talk to a state planning attorney or you want to talk to a tax attorney. And the reason for that is that in the United States, we have um, basis rules. That means uh, when you transfer property or by gift, usually that person will receive the same basis that you had. And a lot of the times, inheriting property is going to save your beneficiary a lot of money. And let me give you a quick example. If you buy a property today for $100,000 and you sell it, uh, let's say 10 years from now, $200,000, you just have a gain of $100,000. You know, it could be, uh, there's some different rules when it's your primary home. You can use section 121 of the tax code to exempt up to $250,000 in tax. But let's assume this is an investment property. So you don't live in that property. You have $100,000 in gain. Well, if your beneficiary inherits that property, instead of gifting it to them while you're alive, and in their hands, the beneficiary is also going to get $100,000. So when they sell it, they're going to have a $100,000 gain. So they're going to have to pay taxes on $100,000. However, if they gain it by inheritance, meaning through a will or a trust, then that, that basis, that $100,000, becomes $200,000, the same value as the fair market value. So at that point, when they sell it, they pay no tax. So it's almost like a step up in basis. It's a, it's a 1014 step up in basis. That's exactly so what it's it almost, in certain circumstances, obviously consult with a, an estate planning attorney in your state, your area. It might make more sense to leave it in a will or a trust as opposed to giving it to someone before you die where they might get stuck with the tax bill. Yeah, because... Unfortunately, a lot of people get advised by the neighbors and the neighbors usually tell the person, look, the, the easiest thing to do is put uh, your son and daughter in, in your in your title. You know, do a quick claim deed, add him to the title. So when you pass away, he gets it. Yeah, it avoids probate, but sometimes on a tax uh, benefit, it won't provide the tax benefit that you may want to get, especially if son and daughter are really not interested in living in the property. All they want to do is sell it or or rent it out, you know, after mom and dad passes away, you know, to get some rental income, some passive income, or just sell it because they need the money. You have said before on some of your videos, you've talked about how people fail to plan. 
why do you think people either forget about it, don't do it, put it off or leave it till it's too late? You know, unfortunately, we never know when we're going to pass away. And that's something that we learned a lot through COVID, uh, through this last year, this pandemic, that anybody could die at any point. I have clients that, that I have helped them with the probate, you know, 32 years old, 22 years old, older folks uh, in their 70s or 80s, but it can happen at any moment. And the second thing why I, why I think a lot of people shouldn't put it off, especially uh, elderly individual, is that we don't know how their capacity is going to be, their mental capacity. Unfortunately, uh, um, uh, or fortunately, we're living a lot longer than we used to before because of the, the advantages with medicine and all the advancements that we have made. However, that doesn't mean that you, your mental capacity is going to be the same when you're 80 than when you're 50. And a state plan is something that you can change at any point. You have complete control. So might as well start early than, than waiting till the later years when another family member can contest it, or maybe you don't want to give one of your kids an inheritance. And, but if you're 80, you know, it's mom, son or daughter might say, look, my mom wasn't in the right set of mind, in the right mindset when she, she did her will or when she did her trust. And it's the likelihood of, of it being contested is a lot higher. You have some unique skill sets and education. How are your clients finding you? You know, finding me myself as, as a business? Yes. Yeah. So I try to do uh, a lot of marketing. I try to do a lot of networking. Um, I have a YouTube channel, which I should put uh, start putting more videos in it because I have a lot of things planned. Uh, uh, if you can follow me on Instagram, you know, Adeline Roman Law, I'm always uh, putting information, especially uh, uh, information regarding the law and tips and advice as to what to do for state planning, for incapacity, sometimes taxes, sometimes for business. And you can always, you know, in, in those channels are good because, you know, sometimes I get uh, questions that I answer to uh, through my social media account, not only through a, a free consultation. So a lot of people also find me in Google, you know, uh, Google has been amazing the last year as far as uh, people being able to find me. Uh, a lot of people now that are home, working from home, they're taking it into Google in order to find attorneys. And, you know, I've been very lucky to rank pretty well, you know, uh, learn a little bit of marketing, marketing, being able to, you know, write good blog posts, uh, get uh, good content out there that gets a lot of information, a lot of value. And people read those and, you know, they, they reach out to me because they feel that, you know, I did them a good service. I provided good information. And after that, it's just my clients uh, giving me reviews in my in my Google account, you know, talking good about the service that uh, we did for them. And I feel like uh, word of mouth referrals from previous clients is the best referral you can ever get. Absolutely. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you do? You know, I I really like working with I, I, older individuals, uh, especially some, somebody in their 70s or 80s. Uh, it's a it's a different connection uh, from somebody my age. I'm 35. Um, I feel that some a, a lot of the times a very genuine connection with somebody that's older. And on top of that, um, I also like to help. I I've, I've been focused a lot on real estate investors, like helping investors set up you know um, uh, companies, 
limited liability companies, holding companies in order to, to take advantage of, of all the favorable tax laws. Um, I, I feel like when you help other people grow, especially in our field, we stay planning and you get to, to see their family, how the family grows also as well, you know, I feel like state planning attorneys is almost like an, another doctor or CPA, you know, you become a part of the family. I know a bunch of attorneys don't have a good reputation as far as like being personal or injury attorneys. People think they're just looking out for the money, but us state planners, we keep really close to the family. All right. Well, your passion is obvious. We greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable for our folks watching and listening who might be in Florida and want to learn a little bit more about the ways that you can help them. Where is the best place for us to send them? Yeah. So the best place is my website. They can go to alignromanlaw.com. So my first name, my last name, and law.com. You search align. You can only search for my name if you want, Alain Roman. I'm pretty sure I'm the only attorney in Florida with that name. So if you if you look for align, any type of R at the end, I'm pretty sure that you're going to be able to find me. Uh, feel right. free to call me, send me a text. Uh, you know, shoot me a message through my, one of my social channels. And usually my consultations, my free consultations at the end of the day are free. Uh, we will have a 10, 15 minute con uh, conversation and we'll determine if it's something that I can do for you or, or not. But I'm, you know, I'm always uh, free to talk to people and answer all the questions that I make. All right. Well, we greatly appreciate your time. This has been Seth Green with Align Roman of AlignRomanLaw.com. Align, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Seth. I appreciate it. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free Perfect Pitch Cheat Sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.